0: Hi, this is a shameless plug for Swordnut Radio. We're an RPG actual play podcast, which means we're a group of friends that get together and record a Dungeons & Dragons game and loads of other stuff, and
1: edit and produce them so that you can enjoy our thrilling, epic combat. torn itself in half to try and get itself from under the tank, and it sort of crawls after them with sort of this huge uh,
0: surgical equipment on its arms, and I jump down from the tank and just breathe this sort of molten fire. Um, so from you guys, you just see this horrific figure, and then suddenly this bloom of fire, and just gradually it kind of turns from silver to black to dust into nothingness. And then it, the flame disappears. You just see me sort of smiling like this on the other side, hands on like my sides. It is smoking and writhing. It's driving back and forth. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so Michael, can I just reverse? It's, just double tapping. Double tap it.
0: <laughs> Always double tap.
2: <laughs> Army of Darkness. <laughs> the, the car, the steam powered
0: car with the blades on the front, which literally there's just chunks of these men just flying everywhere. The Lothrain just like, carves this sort of hollow Isn't into it, these things. It's not
2: that you're any good, it's just that you've hit their frame rate. <laughs> My pancreas is, is marking the full stop of help.
3: <laughs>
2: is that the Oxford pancreas?
0: <laughs> Do the Truffle Shuffle. Forthright into the face of one Donald Sebastian Jebediah Hassan Trump, <laughs> <laughs> bringing him crashing to the ground,
4: revealing, revealing Bill Cosby. <laughs>
0: <laughs> sorry. Whatever you do, don't look for Swordnut Radio on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Definitely don't look us up on Twitter at Swordnut Radio, and and just forget that this ever happened. I'm so sorry.
2: I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. The MFG cast, episode 105. Gonna get in. Or something.
0: Guys, it's another episode of the MFG cast. Um, what is the MFG cast? Well, we don't really like to be labeled because, you know, we just like games. We like board games, we like card games, we like video games. We like to do RPG stuff. We like to do improvs, other silly shit that you probably won't like, but we'll do it anyway. With us, as always, is me,
1: Kurt. And Tracy, sometimes. Is that like a French language? I'm name?
4: Kim, always.
2: <laughs> and I'm on the Lamb Den. <laughs> nice,
0: nice. And we're here to kind of mince a couple of different topics into one. Call it your de la carte, a la carte, I don't know what the fuck you call it. Let's just call it an episode. All right. Um. So we're going to talk about Dan and Kim got to go to Dreamation and me and Tracy got to go to the con in the north. So also what we're going to do is we're going to tie that into uh, Board Game Obsession Pluses and minuses. So, so to start it off, uh, let's kind of talk about our, our experiences. So, Dan and Ken, why don't you tell us about what what you guys did at Dreamation and what the fuck is it?
2: So, Dreamation is actually in like a uh, part of Jersey, like out in Morristown. They do multiple cons throughout the year. And it's all part of Dexcon, and this has been going on for years and years. We never knew what it was, and then once it was explained to us, we had like that hole in our heart. We're like, wait a minute. There's a con that happens three times a year, an hour from us, and we haven't been going all this time. Oh, no. <laughs> but so we jumped on that immediately, decided to um, you know fix that out. And DreamCon is pretty wild because Dreamation, I'm sorry. I'm going to call it DreamCon forever <laughs> because I'm a dope and I got it wrong, including talking to the staff there because they didn't know what I was talking about. <laughs> They probably
0: think it's some weird anime con or something like that.
2: Yeah, they're like, this way, dork. (laughs) It's like every time I ask them for help. So it's pretty wild because they have tables for role-playing set up all over, and they are doing the whole gambit. It's not just like D&D Pathfinder Fate. They're doing indie RPGs, you know, first edition D&Ds, everything, right? So if it's an RPG from the last, like, 35 years, they have that stuff going on. They have a whole bunch of rooms dedicated to LARPs. All the different types, like medieval, fantasy, sci-fi, like hidden crime world, everything. And then they have tons of board games. In the lower levels, they had massive area for war games. And the con is a full 72-hour cycle. There was a war game that was a 48-hour battle. (laughs) Wow. How big was the table? It was like four tables put together. It was this yeah it it's like it was just crazy, there was so much terrain, there's millions of units on this thing, and the guy noted to us it's like, so you see some of our troops over here, and it's like at the five foot line, and he's like, but we're cut off by all these enemies here, and then over here is where the reinforcements are arising to save their friends, but then that half of the table is the other army who's getting flanked from our surprise troops, which are over there, and I mean, the guy had to point, and we had to like walk many steps to go see the other troops like it was crazy (laughs) nice and um and the guy even said cons like this are a chance for you to use to get like every penny out of what you spent on your war games because you can use every goddamn unit you've ever bought in your whole life he had like you ever see those like luggage wheeler war cases for miniature games Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. it was emptied Like, he had, I think, 300 pieces on the table for just his side in a four-man battle. It was absolutely wild. (laughs) Nice. And what they also had was a whole bunch of board games. And it was really cool because it was, like, pretty structured. There was a lot of timed events. What was nice about it is you can sign up and you can plan out your day. Like, all right, cool, 11 to 2, playing networks, 2 to 4. We're going to check out this from 4 to 6. uh, I'm going to go play that game. And then from 7 to 10, play this. And then like at night is all the social games. So like, you know, like they had like heavy games too, but you know, uh your werewolf, your unusual suspects, you know, all the games like that were going on usually at cool late names. at night. They yeah. did a
4: lot of cool names.
2: So it was really interesting that it was everything from like the heaviest of Euros to competitive Uno. You know, it was it was just like a really nice mix of what was going on there. So the design and layout was Unquestionably, one of the most surprising things I saw, and even more shocking for me, was how everyone was getting along really well. Because like no, like it's not like the larpers were getting like started with by the uh, heavy war gamers, and the heavy war <laughs> gamers weren't going, oh, you play descent? Yeah, I guess those minis count for something. Like there was no, like nobody was shitting on anybody, which was really nice to see. <laughs> you know, because sometimes you see a little of that animosity between different like uh, aspects of the gaming society. You know.
3: Mhm.
2: But uh before we go into like all the games and stuff, like what was the design of like kind of the north? Like how did that uh sprawl out?
0: Well, basically, well, you know what? I'm going to have Tracy describe it.
1: Really? Yeah.
0: Tell mm. me what you think. Tell the fans what con- what kind of the north was about.
1: Tell the folks. Mhm. Hmm. Well, it was I don't know how did... Do- how many people do you think were there?
0: Oh my gosh, I couldn't even imagine.
1: It was not nearly as big no. as what do you call yours?
0: Dreamathon.
1: Dream. dream-, a th- dream- <laughs> He's calling it dreamathon. Yeah, I know. <laughs> no, I dream- her. Dream- her. Dreamation. Yeah. Dreamation is that what you were?
4: Nation is ours. He calls a dreamcon.
1: Okay. Okay. There were probably a couple thousand, weren't there? You think? No. A thousand?
0: Gosh, I wouldn't even say that I much. I don't know. I would say a couple of hundred. Anyway. Small.
1: Um I think it was interesting because um there were obviously it was a smaller setting than say Gen Con where you had the opportunity to see the layout of the land and the people that were there. So and they ranged from kids probably five or six years old to I would say people in their 70s,
3: mm-hmm.
1: um, that were there doing a variety of different things. They We stepped in and we were kind of hesitant, actually, um, when we first walked in because we hadn't pre-registered. So we had to walk in, register. Um, we hadn't um, really signed up for anything. So um, we walked in, registered. They had a giant board set up and they had different slots like you were talking about where you could um, sign up for role playing, miniatures, board games, video games. Video games.
4: They did LARPing.
1: The they see. did LARPing there too. Yeah. I don't know what real, really what LARPing is, yeah. but um, they had any of that kind of stuff that you could sign in. Um, up with the different slots. Um, it was three days, so it was for Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So you could pick from eight to ten.
0: Well, the one the one thing I wanted to interrupt you about, which <laughs> yes. you know I was going to ask Dan and Kim about, um, when you guys had the different times for the different games and stuff like that, how did you sign up for it? Was it something you just went in and just said, you know, okay, we're ready to have it? With kind of the North, you actually had to sign up for. They only had so many slots, and you actually had to grab tickets from a ticket area.
4: So the way it worked is when we walked in, um, because you can pre-register on the website. Basically, they have a letter and a whole bunch of uh, numbers assigned to it. So it's like B0885. That's, say, Agricola. So on on the website, it'll show you all the games that are available. So ones that aren't filled already would be in green. If it was filled, you can't register. It'll be in red. But if it's in red, you can sign up to be an alternate. So if somebody doesn't show, then you can take the seat. And there's, like, two alternates, alternate one and alternate two. So if alternate one doesn't show, then alternate two be like, yeah, play Agricola. We missed out by, like, one day. We went to, when we went to the place, they had the wall just filled with a whole bunch of sheets. And it goes from Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday And then the same thing, so the people who pre-registered, you see their names already printed, like, basically, like, from the computer. And then empty slots, so it's like, hey, okay, there's three more slots, so you can, you know, jump in the game. As soon as people started coming in, I guess the earlier you went in, it's better, because most people then wouldn't start to actually register. So when we went in, we looked at what they were having, right? It's like, okay, yeah, so from 9 to 2, me and Dan wanted to sign up for a painting thing. But Dan saw something 11, 11 to 3, or something like that, and I was like, well, you know, maybe I can do the painting, and then head up for an hour to, you know, do the other one, but when he went, all the slots were filled. So, and it depends on the game, how the slots were, for, what was the, what was that heavy Euro game that we played, the five-player one? There? Captains of Industry. Captains of Industry. When we signed up for Captains of Industry, it was 7 o'clock at night, and... You know, because it's a five-player game, they put, you know, five players slots, and then there's two alternatives. And we got lucky because it was filled up already, so we put us under the two alternative spots, but we were able to actually get in because, I guess, the people didn't show up.
2: And the thing is, with everything on the wall, as long as it was still an open slot, you can just pen your name in. Like, uh, because the thing you're talking about, like, when you pre-register, you actually bring a ticket... To the, uh, whoever's running the event, We right? have the
4: badge numbers, so when we come in, if you're already, si- like, once you give your name, say you sign up on the computer, they're like, okay, they find your name, they give you the badge, or you can even register at the desk, so when you walk in, they're like, oh, you, uh, you know, do you, did you register on the website? They're like, once you say no, then you just gotta write out your information, and then they give you a badge.
2: Yeah, and like, your badge number is on, like, that list of players for this game, so you'd be like I'm badge 1139 and they're like okay cool you're the four, you know you're in. Mm-hmm. And then and then basically alternates is they gave everyone like a 10 minute grace period. Yeah. And if they didn't show up alternates can jump in.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And we we had the same kind of thing except for the fact that because we didn't pre-register going in blindly we even got there a little later than kind of expected to which wasn't that much. We weren't that much later than than we it opened up on friday at like noon and i think we got there like one maybe around there two but because we didn't get we missed the pre-register period because of funds and not really knowing if we'd be able to you know make it
1: Uh, no we just didn't yeah sign up
0: well we didn't but again we it was kind of a last minute i mean we talked about it but we didn't know you know last minute if we'd have enough you know money to get a hotel and stay down there and stuff like that and you know, if we want, you know, if we were going to do this, maybe we would drive back there and back because it's not that far from us. It's only like an hour and 45 to get there and stuff like that. So uh, when we got there, there was a lot of slots that are already filled. So we were both really kind of frustrated, even though it was our fault, kind of, our, you know, pretty much our fault that we didn't sign up for anything and we didn't get to pre-register for that stuff. So, you know, it got, it was, it got to a point where we were like, okay, well, what do we do now? luckily we got into the groove of it you know we were like okay well we you know we know that there's some they had the same thing where they had a couple they have two alternate slots for all the games and stuff like that so it's like okay so you know we did that at one point we went into one of the game game halls and we went there and we're like okay well maybe maybe nobody will show up and then the couple of people that were waiting they're like you know they went in and we're like you know sat down like we have the ticket for these for this game we're like oh crap well let's go do something else you know
4: did they have open gaming
1: tables? Yes, they, yes, okay. they did, but we um we didn't realize, and so we didn't actually bring. Well, they had an open, they had an area where the undead Viking was there, and he was hosting like an open board game room. Okay. That's pretty cool. Something which was really cool, but it seemed like that area was full. Yeah. And so um, we didn't do that, but the one thing we also didn't do was bring our own games from our hotel room, because we did bring some along. Um, We could have done that. So we did kind of peruse around. Um, They had, like, a small vendor area with some local board game creators and stuff that we wandered around, and that actually ended up being pretty cool because we – we met with a few creators, played played some games. We had some one-on-one time with I'm spacing out. Ben
0: Harkins from Floodgate Games?
1: Yes. And who
0: makes an epic resort in Sagrada, and he was super cool.
1: Yeah, he, he actually spent a lot of time with us because no one came to his... or I mean, there were people stopping by, but we he ended up teaching us the whole game of Sagrada, which is a beautiful game, and... He was telling us about some upcoming games that um, they're working on, and he was really excited. You got his contact information, so hopefully we'll have him on the podcast and stuff like that. So it was cool. We we were able to kind of wander around. It was a small, like, vendor area, but we were able to do that. And we did eventually get in the groove of pulling tickets to play some games. We played games that we wouldn't normally (laughs) play. And so that was fun. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. It was it was nice. Um, they just didn't have like the electronic recording it sounds like you guys had and we just pulled it and then the cool part about it is if people didn't want to use it, they wanted them to bring the tickets back so that somebody else could come back. So we had grabbed um something for like Pathfinder card
0: the Pathfinder Adventure Card uh, game.
1: Adventure card game and we decided we didn't want to stay as late on Saturday. We wanted to come home, so we returned it so somebody else could do that, that kind of thing.
0: I mean, they had, uh, we got to meet our buddy Taylor LaBrush, and we got to play some games with him, and he really wanted to play this video game where it was, you're basically, it's a video game, and everybody has their own screen, and it's a part of a starship, and basically you have a captain that's just telling, just screaming orders to you, and you're, you know, you're trying to, you know, you know, do whatever he says to keep the this you know, keep the ship from, you know, getting blown up or, you know, running out of oxygen, stuff like that. And I thought that would have been fun to play, but unfortunately we weren't able to get the tickets for that. But that'd have been cool. That
4: one that's a good game. That's the one that that uh, a friend went over. I can't time. think of what it's
2: called. It, start with an a. Is it almost like Space Cadets the video game?
1: Well, yeah, that's pretty much <laughs> what it is. And they yeah. even
0: had uh Space Cadets a dice duel there too.
1: Yeah, gotcha. they had a lot of different. They had a lot of different stuff.
4: Was that was that the game? Yeah, because there there was a game that we played. Because what you were saying, it was a video game.
1: Yeah, I think oh. they had touch touch screen or something, but I'm sure it filled up pretty fast because it sounds pretty cool. What else? I think, I think that but covered it. What we were gonna do? They were gonna try to get me into some role playing. No. Um, it would have been my first.
0: It's it sounded like it didn't
1: happen.
0: <laughs> no, but we did the we did the next best thing, and we uh, uh, Taylor actually got his Kickstarter version of Noisy Person cards, and we ended up playing that in the hotel. So that we're going to add that as a extra episode after... The, well, it won't be after this, but it'll be one of the extra episodes that I throw up, because we played throw, that for like... Throw
1: up! Because
0: <laughs> we, we played that for about two hours, so that's, gonna, that's a, a lot of good content on it.
1: And that is totally outside of my
2: box
0: yeah tracy was crying because she just couldn't do it
2: i was bawling (laughs) no when you were saying about like seeing like the wide age range there Mm -hmm. we saw the same at ours and that was one thing that gave me hope i'm like all right cool like apparently you're never too old for this stuff because uh Mm -hmm. i'm I'm an old man already man i'm getting there so it's really good to see like an even older bracket like still enjoying this and i mean they were hanging until late too like Mm-hmm. Saturday you know we we just did the same thing we were driving home like instead of traveling every day because you know you want to try to manage a good budget for a con and dropping an extra three to four hundred for hotel you know just to save a 45 minute drive it was like this is you know that's like really hard to justify yeah so, yeah so we sure. rolled yeah so we rolled out like about eleven thirty or so and uh
4: but it still went to like two, four AM.
2: Yeah, and like the old dudes were still, you know, like around. Like we saw them in the open lobby playing games, you know, stuff like that. So it's like it's that's encouraging.
3: Yeah.
1: Well, and then just to to build that um, community and the camaraderie was pretty cool. Like we what it was it Friday night, we um we decided we wanted to just have um the one of the volunteers pick a, a light game for us one that the three of us could play um kurt and myself and taylor and she ended up picking skull king is the game but it said skull king state championship and we were like we don't know what the hell this game is and so we go and we wait to play it because there were enough seats for the three of us and we thought it's just going to be the three of us what is this game all about? And oh, hold
0: on. So she's kind of bearing the lead. It's a Skull King State Tournament. We were the only three people that were going to be at this state tournament. Okay. <laughs> continue.
1: Okay, sorry. Sorry. So we we were we were giggling about the entire time because it sounds so serious and so we were like skull king state but it was state championship no we were always state championshiping it we
0: always said that yeah, yeah. it was state tournament okay, it was but who tournament. cares who
1: cares anyway so it was like all serious and so we were like okay somebody's going to teach us how to play the skull king
0: there's supposed to be 3 of us but then two other people showed up
1: oh so yes. then
0: it, it was on bitch so
1: <laughs> in, and and then we also had the um, the wonderful guy who taught us how to play this game.
0: Um, Jonathan, big ups to Jonathan.
1: Yeah, woo woo. <laughs> um, so the game turned out to be a card game. It was a trick-taking card game, but in the game it um, was tucked with surprises. Um, it had a recipe for banana bread. In the game,
3: <laughs>
2: okay,
1: we shit you not. So, but we didn't. As he was dealing out the cards, we stumbled across the recipe for Grandma Beck's banana bread in there. It was on one of the cards. Um, some spare replacement cards were in there. Uh, ad for another game that Grandpa Beck made. It was. It was actually not. It wasn't a terrible game.
0: No, it was actually a fun game. It was. It was made by Grandpa Beck. Which I think is right, right there. You're
1: like, wow, is that's hilarious. awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it it goes in ten rounds and it's a trick taking game. So pirates can take over some of the other suits or colors or whatever, and the Skull King can take over the everything. And Kurt, his goal in life was just to get by. Um, he ended up negative, but that was okay because he was just having fun. But the guy that sat next to me, um, it was all about winning the game. But we had the whole table um, doing the voice of Skull King (laughs) state championship um, to the point where at the very end when we were getting up to leave, he said to me or he said to us, hey, before we all leave, can we just do that one more time? (laughs) So we were all Skull King. Yeah. state championship and it was just a hoot we had so much fun but it's just the camaraderie and the you know he was there to win kurt didn't give a shit we were all just there to have fun and it didn't matter
0: yeah and then turned it up turned out to be have fun we we were the life of the party people that's we what i'm were. gonna say that that's we, given
1: yeah we were having a hoot
2: yeah so you know, i just i want to just confirm something so basically what happened to me with War Machine High Command of PAX, where I could have been the Boston State Champion if that other dude didn't play against <laughs> me. That's what happened to you guys with this?
0: Yes, exactly.
2: I wonder if it we was could the same have. goddamn guy. <laughs>
1: yeah. But, what was his... Okay, so... Um, did you know what his name was?
2: He was a dick.
1: <laughs> okay, this guy... <laughs> I might have had to internally plug my nose a little bit when he reach for things on the table very nice guy very nice guy I won't disclose his name no
0: <laughs> yeah but it he was would funny travel. even so even sorry. the guy that taught us the game actually played with us and and um he was if, a if he wouldn't have played too maybe we wouldn't you know maybe we wouldn't have made the state tournament either because he was because you know these people that are teaching, they played the games you know over and over okay. again. Later on, we ended up signing up with him because we were, we had so much fun with him bef- before that we played Letter Tycoon with him, okay. and uh, mm-hmm. and uh, he taught us that game. Well, he kicked the he shit like out of
1: smoked us. the shit <laughs> out of us.
0: He's like, oh, I've got a half a million points, and we're like, well, we're left with dick. I'm gonna, lot, this, this. <laughs> I'm gonna smell
1: this. Smell this. I'm gonna, this gonna card. smell this word. Okay, I'm gonna spell this 15 letter word with only two cards like he was just i have so many patents on these letters oh my god but But he was really nice he was a super nice guy mm -hmm. but he was just yeah he was awesome too but man but good thing we didn't make any of these tournaments because it was sunday and we left on saturday night right see it was all like a blessing in disguise it was it
2: was (laughs) This ass kicking was the best thing that ever happened yeah. to us.
1: Totally, <laughs> totally was.
2: Yep. Yeah. Are, are you ready for a little inside tip that was being publicly advertised at Archon? Letter Tycoon is having an expansion hitting Kickstarter April fourth.
0: That's awesome. Ooh. And you know how I know that? Is because when we said that we were playing Letter Tycoon, the guy that made it actually actually liked it, and then I found
1: out. I was yeah. like, who's
0: this? like oh my god it's the guy who made it all right <laughs> cool
1: did did he tell us that it was having he, i think jonathan told us that it was coming out with an expansion
0: oh yeah he yeah. might have told us yeah, too. our uh, the guy that taught us was telling us that it mm-hmm. was coming out with
1: an expansion it's too. a cool game it was our first time playing it
2: yeah yeah i like it a lot it's um because at first i was worried if it would share too much of the same like mental share space as uh paperback
0: mm-hmm. but it's
2: vastly it's different. different games.
0: yeah yeah yeah, it's pretty cool.
1: We really got our asses handed to us.
0: Yeah, and one uh, one other experience that I that I really like too is that at this con they have this they have a tournament of this game called Flapjacks and Sasquatches. Um, yes, yeah, Minnesota.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And you heard uh, it. I they I didn't I didn't get to play it, but I saw that on our list too. Like, holy shit! I'm like that's two of my favorite things. Yeah,
0: the creators were there because it's a Minnesota game. Yep. Um, and uh, basically, you are using axes to chop down trees, while in the meantime, other people can use different cards to screw you up, beef up your cards and stuff like that. Like you can have uh, different types of axes. Like you can have a dull axe, which gives you a negative dice. You usually get to roll three dice, but then you, know, you can plus or minus it. Yeah. Um, you also get one uh, are those extra guys that you get Apprentice. apprentices that. You can get a little smiley face guy, and then you, if you roll them, if if it's a smiley face, you win. If it's a uh, uh, broken it's axe, broken axe, or you don't. Like that. Um, you you get these special dice with the expansion if you get it. But if you um, if you don't, you just roll a six sider, and then three and under misses, four and uh, above make it. Uh, another thing is is if you roll three uh, broken axes, then you lose your axe basically, oh, okay. and it breaks. Yeah.
1: And who won? I did. <laughs> I, I beat the creators. But I, they had me doing like these Swedish, like, what did I get? A double sided Swedish axe or something. Yeah. And they said, you got to do this burger, 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 <laughs> like, durga, durga yeah. axe thing. And if you don't do it, then you don't do good. And man, I kicked ass. Mm-hmm.
0: And then we're going to have this tournament, and it was their seventh year, and if you won, you got a sweet flannel with the championship name on it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. And they have, like, this card with this sexy-looking Sasquatch manly woman on this card. We bought we bought the game.
4: Oh, wow. No, awesome. sh-
1: no shit we bought the game. We bought way too many games. <laughs> we did. We are
4: suckers.
0: Yeah
1: but we were supporting local
0: yeah
4: that's why yep. right? exactly. yeah exactly how you do it so
0: what, did, so what did you guys end up playing then
4: i think the wasn't the very first thing was the dragon right because most of the stuff was already taken we wanted to do um compounded they had a lords of water deep dan wanted to get that but it was all filled up
1: yeah of course He doesn't even like that
4: game.
1: (laughs) That game sucks. (laughs) It's baby's
3: first (laughs) (laughs) chaos.
4: So, like, the first thing we actually did is paint. We painted miniatures. But it was like a a wargaming painting thing. It was all right. I was glad that I was able to, like, ask some questions. He taught me, like, how to do the priming, how to do washes. That one didn't take too long. And then we basically kind of, like, roamed around. Mm Mm-hmm. And the first thing that we did was we just basically went down to play the Dragon Dice competition.
2: Yeah, and um, so now this is, this is one of the things that I love about the cons. Uh, since we got boxed out of the games that we wanted to play, Lords of War Deep booked, Brewcrafters booked, Compounded oh. books. I'm like, all right, well, F me and my dreams. So we checked out the vendor hall, right? Uh, they had Unusual Suspects, which is a little hard to get. And it's like, you know, a party style game. So we're like, it goes like two to 16 players, right? So we're like, all right, let's get this. And if we bump into people we don't know, it's something we can break out into start playing, right? Mm-hmm. And um, so the Dragon dice thing is starting like in about 25 minutes. We see a table. Somebody's opening up Billionaire Banshee. Another really fun party game, right? Like, in fact, we actually played it like two nights before the con. So I was like, hey, did you ever play that before? You know, if not, I can quick show you. It's really easy. And the guy's like, yeah, that sounds cool. So, like, we go over Billionaire Banshee. We start talking about a couple of games. They look at unusual suspects. And they were like, oh, do you want to, you know, do you want to play it? And I'm like, well, actually, we're signed up for a Dragon Dice tournament that starts in 10 minutes, so we can't. The two guys look at each other and laugh, and they go, well, we guess where your dates. <laughs> Because they were the only other two people that signed up for the tournament. Because only the four of us. Yeah. And I was like, that's awesome, man. So uh, their (laughs) names were Brad and Dean, and they're with Gaming with Swag. And these guys were a blast. Uh, All right. So you know how, like, when we first spoke on our first recording together, we Mm -hmm. just were like that, like, man, I feel like I've known this guy for, like, a long time. Like, (laughs) just, like, that camaraderie. That's kind of, like, where we felt with these guys, because we just kept bumping into them. So we just kept chatting and finding out more. Like, they're super cool cats, man. Like, we had a great time. They were really, like, hilarious. We When we played the tournament, there were great sports on everything. You know, we had a good time with that. We played, like, another game later. We checked out the auction together. So that was really cool. Um, the Dragon Dice game, by the way, this has actually been around for a long time. It was originally done by TSR. And much like how the old Magic the Gathering game was, the old game is a clusterfuck of what you might get in your box. There was, like, no rhyme or reason. It was completely random. So you kind of had to bulk up a lot to play. But now they have, like, faction packs. So when you buy, like, a booster pack, per se, you'll get, like, a Lava Elf booster pack or...
3: Goblins. Goblins.
2: Yeah, like goblins, or like a two player starter of like the undead versus the feral, or like lava elves versus coral elves. And the game is like, it's actually pretty cool because even though there's some slight randomization, because you don't know what units you're going to get, it's a dice game. It's like most of the units are d6s. So it's like tiny d6, one hit point guy, medium d6, two hit point guy, big d6, three hit point guy. Um, and there's also monsters that are D10s. And then the whole concept is, you know, like, say the guy is, like, an archer. Um, every D6 has a face, and that lets you know what the unit is. But, like, an archer might have, like, two or three more facings that are arrows, and, like, one facing that's a movement, and one shield. So that means that guy's really not that great at defense, but you have, like, a four out of six chance of pegging somebody when you go from arrow shot. And the same thing applies to, like, melee and magic and defense and all these abilities. It's a little bit of a learning curve, but once you get the hang of it, it plays really easy. And it's literally just like, all these guys are here. My army's moving. Roll all the dice. We're trying to stop you from moving. Roll all your dice. Compare and, you know, get results. I'm attacking you with my swords. Roll all your dice. You know
4: (laughs) He destroyed me, so when we were doing it, it was, our first, it was me against him, and Dean against, what was the other guy's name? Brad. Brad. Dean and Brad. So, when he was playing with me, he trounced me because he kept on playing a spell called Finger of Death, which basically killed, like, one one of my dice.
2: Yeah, it was like, because I had magic guys, so when you go to cast magic, roll all your dice. Yeah. And I was getting, like, tons of magic results, so I was like... Blast dead, blast dead. Like my guy was basically like Sauron, just shooting out that wave of death, just wiping out armies.
4: And <laughs> what's actually funny is Dan was actually supposed to, he was on alternate for the network's game, and we were gonna see if cause it started at like four o'clock. We wanted to see if he could get in the game, but then him and um him and Dean started playing, so it was like a little after four, and I was like, do you want to stop? And he was like, he actually had Dean on the ropes. So he was like, you know what? No, no, I'm going to finish this out. Because he was having a little bit more fun with this. And then he he ended up actually winning. Yeah.
2: So you're looking at the Dragon Dice Amateur DreamCon mm-hmm. champion. Novice Nice. Champion. The guy wrote it <laughs> on a... There you go, piece.
1: DreamCon
2: again. There you go. <laughs> the guy wrote it on a piece of paper for certification. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah.
4: And then, mm-hmm. um... Yeah, we saw like a we saw like a lot of creators. It was funny because um, Gil Hovind, the guy who did the networks,
2: that is Gil Hovind.
4: Gil Hovind?
2: Yeah, Gil Hovind did networks.
4: No, I wanted to make sure I said the name right. Yeah, Hovind. Uh-huh. Gil Hovind. It was funny because I saw him like throughout like the day, and I was like, "Oh, don't you feel like such like a like a groupie or something?" I was like, "Oh my God, it's Gil Hovind. He's eating a sandwich behind you!"
2: <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's like, "Okay, that's
4: casual. That's casual."
2: I picked up the. <laughs> I picked up the bag that Gilhover yeah. dropped near the tread. <laughs> um,
4: <laughs> it was kinda, it was actually kind of cool cuz um usually like, when people go to Comic-Con and they like get to see the actors and like you know the same sort of thing autographs and then it's like so cool that you can just be up and up right there with the creators asking them questions and they're really nice. They actually like your input. They like talking to you about the game. And we actually met this uh, really cool guy who did Biblios. Dr. Finn. Dr. Finn. Yep,
2: Dr. He Finn was is. a
4: really nice guy. Uh, he was so sweet. And Dan, actually, he saw a game, a steampunk game called COG. I never heard of it. You've heard of yeah. it a little bit.
2: So COG is actually going to be coming stateside in a few months from now. And... You know, like, a lot of Finn's games are relatively light, usable, like, play within, like, 30 to 45 minutes. COG is the first big brain-burner game.
4: It's a work-replacement game, too, but it's almost like Scrabble. So you hmm. have to spell steam, steam, like, steampunk words. Words and stuff, yeah. But they they tell you what words you have to spell. So it's not like you kind of trap, like, well, I don't know any steampunk words. They have them there. And basically, each card has, like, a set of words. And when you complete the set, you basically can get victory points. It goes from, like, 25 victory points, uh, 7, Yeah, like, 10, as low as 7.
2: So, like, yeah. just try to picture this, because this is one of the coolest designs I've seen. And I once this thing comes on this side, dude, we've we got to find a way to get a copy to you, because it looks <laughs> great. Nice. You get four worker discs, and there's four sides of the board. You can only put your worker disc on each side of the board one time. One spot's the player order. One spot is what letter tiles you get. One spot is nice. what dice you use to, like, it's like a roll and move. But it's like a like a roll before you resolve. So, like, you're like, all right, I want to move three spaces. I need to get that orange three. Someone takes it before then, you're like, fuck, no, no, I need that, to, you know. So it's like you're really eager for when and where you take these things. And then on the bottom is, like, these bonus cards that can score you extra points, like, give you, like, little quick abilities or give you a boost.
4: And they even have, like, the word cards. Like a
2: shortcut word, yeah. So
4: basically, if you do the shortcut word, instead of... You have a separate play board where you actually set up all the words. Like, it looks like a crossword puzzle. But if you get these cards, you don't have to create the word. You just take... It'll say, like, um, cog. it actually have the word cog. It'll have just the O. So, when you go to the building phase where you actually spell out the letters, you can like, okay, I'm just going to put this O, put it on this co- on the card. Now I spelled cog. Now you can either take victory points and an additional, um, reward wild card. Of some type. Or you can actually spell the word on the card, just with the O. And you can fill in saying, oh, I spelled Cog. So you can put it down on the top cards with the list where you get the victory points. Yeah, so
2: it's like there's a lot of meaningful decisions. It's a very involved game. And even like much like Scrabble, you know, sometimes like you play Scrabble and you box yourself in and you go, oh, my God, I, I can't make any words anywhere. That can happen <laughs> in this game, too, where it's like that's what happened to me. I, I really like kind of stuck it to myself. And it was great, because, like, I didn't care that I lost, and I lost badly.
4: You got second place. I got Yeah, last. but the
2: gap between first and second was very noticeable. <laughs> he played
4: the game a yeah, lot. Yeah, it's too. the type of
2: race where the guy's all the way at the end of the block, and you're just coming around the corner.
4: But he was really but, nice, because when, when we were playing, when we started playing, he was like, okay, well, you two can play the game. I was like, well, you know, you can join in, too. And he was like, no, I feel bad, because I know the game, and I think I'll win. And I was like, yeah, no, that's fine, because, like, you know, three players, he said, yeah. it is kind of best with three players, two players is fine, but it plays a little bit better with three players. And man, his premonition was right. Nice. Yeah, he just <laughs> trounced us.
2: That, that, but, like, it was a blast, and I can't wait for this, it's gonna be coming out soon, and uh, I de- when this thing is, is stateside, I definitely want us to give it a, a big look. Uh, it might be, like, cool. my new favorite word game next to paperback. But nice. uh, that, and we finally got to play Captains of Industry. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, as soon as you said that, I'm like, holy shit, you actually got to play this game.
4: Hey, after two that, years.
2: And we got to play it with the designer who's trying to look into getting an expansion for it made, if he can get along with a publisher on it.
0: That's crazy. Because the thing that, that I, don't, you f- I feel like, you know, we're the only people that know, know <laughs> what this game is and have it nowadays. It's interesting that he's looking for an expansion.
2: Yeah, I I will say this. Um, After, I mean, granted, I played it once. I'm far from an expert. I think it's a tragically underrated game that you see it as the deal of the day so often. You know, it's like, or in a discount, like where it's like 20 bucks or something. The game is an awesome, epic, economic adventure. It, It would take a long time to go through everything in the game, but it's a game where... I think it really simulates business well because you don't make goods just to use goods like most Euro games. You make goods for a market. And if you use them up, you're sacrificing your own points. Like you want to be a producer so everyone uses your stuff. But if you're not producing a bigger output, then you're going to fall behind. So you remember the classic line of, well, it takes money to make money. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This game follows that because you have to think of resources as a way towards money but mainly victory points. So, it's work. Like you have to really like analyze. And maybe that's what turns people away from this game because it's a little intimidating because of that. But holy shit is it rewarding when you play it. Very yeah, cool. it it is a crime that it does it does not get recognized for that. And I don't know if it came out at a bad time or you know because it's an investment game like you have to you have to like be ready for this thing like i would suggest a big breakfast and you play this on a sunday <laughs> afternoon yeah you know cuz otherwise yeah. you're going to get burnt out and just like want to set yourself on fire especially but... if it's your first
4: time playing you're going to be there for a while because there's so many choices and honestly it's like a game i've never played before i've never seen any game like it and the win, the the fact that the win condition is you need people to buy your stuff it's like you get resources, but you need to sell those resources. So people, when they buy your stuff, you can get victory points. It's not who has the most money; it's people who has the most investment. And I'm like, wow, it's so different from anything I've ever seen before. But it was fun, even though I don't like. I I sometimes get afraid of those brain burning games where it, make, it has to make you really think. But it's a fun brain burning game to me.
1: Is that the um. It's like a three and a a three and up. Yeah, it's a three player game. That's part of the reason why we haven't played it.
0: And another thing, another thing that I found out too when I was looking for it, because you know, after we kind of talked about it, because we talked about this game before and how we couldn't get to the table because it's a three player game and it's kind of involved, you know, Um, I went and I looked at some videos just to see if I could find more people talking about it. I found the creator talking about it and trying to learn more about it, you know. And at the time when they actually kind of introduced it, they introduced it at uh, Gen Con in 2014. And uh, one of the guys from Tasty Minstrel was on there and he's like, he's like, yeah, he's like, just have to apologize to all the Kickstarter backers because this has been so delayed. So it must've been a thing where it just kept getting more delayed and more delayed and more delayed. And people probably kind of were like, okay, I just, I can't do this anymore. So unfortunately, you know, stuff like that, or it's probably what, what hurt it, but you know, hopefully bring those games to cons like that, and maybe it'll get more exposure and get played more.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I will say this. Like, as soon as we were done, I was like, because I was thinking about how we were talking about that game, I was like, we got to find some way to get together to play this thing. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Because, you know, it's like, I mean, we got one game under our belt. Our expertise is far from there. But yeah. it would be great <laughs> to play against each other now where it's like.
4: I still kind of remember stuff. It's hard because it's still. So- it's yeah. the players. So, so involved, yeah. We have to find somebody but, who's willing to learn the game.
2: Yeah, but if, if you want to play, if somebody is out there, if you know somebody that likes those economic games and these bomb of things, player controlled prices, researching technologies, manipulation of goods, uh, undercutting each other, like, it, I mean, it's all there and it's done well. Like, the game is very cohesive once you're in the flow. It's not like a game that's like, oh, now we introduce this, oh, now we add this, oh, now, and you know, you're just completely lost. So if you got a friend that likes those heavy games, splurge and spend the twenty dollars to get them Captain's of (laughs) Industry, and then have them bring another friend and play it with you, and then it'll be great. One other game that was, uh, like, and I mean, like, here's the thing: we can see the
4: highlight of the night.
2: Yeah, like we we can go on with a lot of the other games, but the unprecedented absolutely amazing game of the con to us was uh navo games which you know the game stockpile and uh which is you know all about the insider trading and stuff like that he is working on a couple of prototypes and one of them is a game that's coming to kickstarter in about a month or so and it's called crosstalk it is probably like right next to codenames with my favorite teamwork game now it's without giving too much away. I, I don't want to take a chance of blowing this guy's spot in case he's got like the super reveal ready. But in thematics, you're like both clue givers trying to get your team to guess the word. But the way it works is you get to write something secretly to your partners, and then there's public clues. So it's kind of like you're speaking out in the open, but in code. And what makes it really sweet is the fact of. Every time you give a clue, the other team guesses. So you don't want to be like, you know, like rabbit for Bugs Bunny because then bam, they're going to get it instantly. But you might give your like team a little clue, write something that works well off of that clue that only they would get. You know, it's, it's just, it's so weird, but we played this thing for four and a half hours at the con.
1: Wow. wow.
0: And how how long of a game is it?
2: It's like a th- twenty to thirty minute game for a full cycle, <laughs> just like code games. Like we ended up like we played it in the morning, then we did it again in the morning, then we tried it again in the afternoon, then we did it again that evening. And then right I asked him, left. yeah, and I, and yeah, like right before we left, and I was I asked the guy I was like, look, um, with how you prototype this, I have access to the same stuff at home is it okay if I duplicate this to try with my gaming group and I'll send you the feedback? And he's like, yeah, please do.
4: We're still going to, it's going on Kickstarter soon. We're still going to buy it from Kickstarter. Yeah. But like, we wanted to make it so we can try it out with our friends.
2: And tonight it was played for another two and a half hours. We just kept going and going with it. Just like Name. So you're like, all right, we'll do one more. All yeah. right, we'll do one more. Our
4: friend was like, I got to leave in 10 minutes. 20 minutes later, I have room for another game. Yeah. An hour later, he's still here.
2: Yeah. <laughs> they they finished up about twenty minutes ago. I had to quick go and lock up after them because they were having so much fun with it. Yeah. Nice. Th- this game is gonna be one of the coolest, like you know, like secret password style game things. I, I would honestly say, since codenames, th- I mean, this this guy, it's a really simple idea and it works like a dream. And that's something that's great to see at these cons. Like that's I feel awesome. like I've been like. Like privy into an inside world of awesomeness.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like, like uh, this is small for us, but it's it's cool to go in, you know, go in somewhere like that, like where we saw Ben from uh, Floodgate Games. Well, we got the uh, expansion f- for Epic Resort, and we're like, oh, cool, you know. I'm like, we had heard, we haven't heard anything about this. Well, it has. It's not out yet. Like, we got a copy. or like, before anybody else did. <laughs> like, that's awesome, you know. So it's like it's cool to see that, you know, and be able to play like, uh, you know, play. We played that Zagrada, and it's like that game is available for pre-order, and then you can get it in April. And I'm like, yeah, we were able to play this before, you know, you know, you know. Other people get it too, you know. So it's just like, it's just awesome to, you know, be able to go to these go to these places and be able to pick up, you know, these games that it's like, you know, you feel like it's like, oh, I got the, you know, I got the inside job on. You know, the next cool thing, you know?
2: You're like, I feel like I'm a gaming spy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Exactly. You know, and it's just it's it's cool, you know.
2: And uh and one one last little tidbit from our con, and this is one thing I've seen at a lot of local cons, and I think is a great reason to check out your local con. You know, like the Paxes and the Gen Cons and you know, the Dice Tower Cons, those are great. But a lot of locals usually have a game auction of some type. And it is really cool. We we got some great deals.
4: If you're a collector, it's basically like the greatest time to get those hidden gems, and even you get those things where we saw the first edition of House uh, Betrayal of House on the Hill.
2: Yeah, like the, yeah, the uh, the old one of that. We saw um, we saw we saw like really like you know like everything from the old War Games to somebody had like the the Kickstarter edition of Scythe for auction. And one thing I was pretty happy with was uh, I picked up Flick 'em Up for like thirty bucks. Yeah. Like the wooden one too. So I was like, you know what? I don't really have any of those like dexterity, crocodile style games. Shut up. You know, I was like, I won't. You know, I'm like thirty dollars is cool. Bid thirty bucks. Nobody rivals it. Got that. Kim got this weird word peg game for like a dollar.
4: Yeah, it's like a almost <clears> like a, a word search. But the way it works is you just basically the word doesn't have to be like in a line. It just has to be surrounding it. So it's like any adjacent. If it's like that, it works. I was like, okay, for a dollar, yeah, I'll take. Because I I was wondering if anyone else is going to bid on it. I was like, I can't go more than $2 on this thing. (laughs) I was even (laughs) saying, I can't even go more than a dollar on this thing because I don't even know what it is. But I'll just bid a dollar and nobody else did it. So I was like, okay, that
2: helps. But to be able to pick up like four or five games for like 40 or 50 bucks, You know, you're only going to see that at local auctions, because if they have, like, a game auction at a Gen Con, you've got, like, 400 people in that room. Someone's just going to try to cut you off just to do it.
4: Well, they even had, like, um, somebody actually uh, put up for bid Secret Hitler, but it was, like, the Kickstarter in this, like, wooden box. It was opened but not played, and the guy was asking for, like, 150 and everyone was like,
2: what? Why?
4: Why would somebody spend $150 on that game?
2: In a shocking twist, it did not Nobody. sell. Somebody tried, <laughs> yeah, no to, yeah.
4: somebody tried to sell off the uh, legendary uh, Fantastic Four. The one that they had to basically stop production yeah. because they lost the right. Yeah. Someone was asking for like $120. I was like, no. Yeah,
2: used $150. Used. It was in a deck box. <laughs> nice. Like, yeah. So, I mean, sometimes you find the crazies. Yeah. But it, mm-hmm. it's pretty cool, man. Like, uh, did they have an auction or anything at yours? or? Uh...
0: They didn't have any auctions, but they also, but they had um, Undead Viking actually was taking tickets and giving away free games,
2: That's Awesome, nice. which
0: was cool. Yep. And then they had this other thing, which we didn't, we didn't actually get to do, but they have these, uh, basically almost like a, it's like, almost looks like a bingo card. And what you do is you go around to the different, and it kind of helps the local people, you go around. To the different cons, or to the different vendors, and you get their signatures. And if you fill up the card, then you turn in the card, and then you get a ticket in for prizes. So then if you're there until Sunday, they have a prize giveaway on Sunday, and they give away a bunch of games. That's pretty cool. So basically all you have to do is just go around, find these people, get their signature, and, you know, of course it... You know, it it gets them to you know talk to the different fans and gets them to you know uh, get their games out there and stuff like that and and uh, I don't know it's it's cool it, just everything about this little small con for us was just it was really fun you know all the the people that were working there were all very you know generous and um, very nice and had a lot of patience and the hotel that it was in like the we it at this bar basically that they have inside there a couple of times and had you know had some drinks and stuff like that and the people that were serving were just super nice but um but it was just cool just the camaraderie of everything was just amazing so it was just it made it for you know a great time and i can't wait to go again next year
2: did you have like any major highlight games anything that was like the shit of the con
0: well, for us, not really, because
2: shit of the kind. Because
0: we didn't get to play like a ton of games, unfortunately. I I would say that actually the most fun I had there, besides Skull King, playing Skull King, <laughs> and uh, Noisy Person cards, is when me and Tracy just uh, happened to find Patchwork at at one of the um one of the vendors, and so we decided to play it. Well, we were like, okay, well, how do we play this game? You know, and we started to you know started to go on it. And then all of a sudden, just out of the blue, this guy comes up and goes, oh, Patrick, I love this game. Do you guys know how to play it? We're like, no. Well, I'll teach you. And he just stood there, and he told us how to play it. And he's like, okay. And he left. And it took him, like, two minutes. And we're but, like, holy but shit.
1: Then, but then he came back, and he goes, hey, um, did you guys have any, did you have any other questions on it? Like, he I think he was running to the bathroom and then came back out. And he's like, did you figure it out? Did I miss anything? Did you have any questions? You're good. Okay, cool. Have fun. We're like, okay, awesome. Like it saved us an awesome amount of time because I mean, it was, hey, I'm gonna explain this game to you in three minutes or less. See you later. It was a cool
2: game. When he left, we were like, thank you, gaming wizard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He was like, he was like, thank you, board
1: game angel
0: (laughs) with a beard and some glasses. He had
2: orange glasses. Is it true that if you look in a mirror and say, I don't know how to play this game three times, he just pops up? Oh, <laughs> oh
0: geez, at, at this convention, there's so many nerds, and, you know, everybody will probably pos- do that.
2: It's possible. In our last recording, and, and I got a note, uh, I listened to that episode that we did together on Alexander Krista like three times. No, he I listened to
4: it 15 times. Like, man, I did such a good job without yeah. Kim. I'm like,
2: <laughs> I'm like, God damn it, does Kurt know how to pick him? Right. <laughs> But uh, you, you know, probably like... just,
0: just do it a bunch of times because you were so excited that Andrew actually listened to the episode. Yeah.
2: Alexander, God damn it, Alexander, I. Did he, I
0: get right. did he, <laughs> Sorry, did he Alex. It? Yeah, he did. Yeah. He did. Yeah. Almost
1: How had do you heart know? Heart. Or is he <gasps> lying?
0: Uh, I, I made it up. Alexander Pfister is not a real person. I am Alexander.
3: <laughs> so, he, all those games.
0: He, he tagged us on Twitter and said that he loved one of, uh, one of Dan's stories that he's, so, that Dan is talking about that he loves so much that he think he's, he did such a great job. So.
2: Wow. Kudos. <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm glad he liked the episode. That was awesome. And, uh, at the end of that episode, you were mentioning about like the obsession, you know? And, uh, It's kind of like I was thinking about that because I was like, man, you know, this this is a bad hobby for people that like get hooked on things or completionists and everything else. Like sometimes you're like, man, I love doing this stuff and I love board games. But God damn it. I wish I wasn't into board games. (laughs) It's like you're like looking around your house and I'm like, I could have had another house for how much crap I stuffed into. (laughs) You know, like thinking about it in perspective, you know, when you think of obsession, it always kind of comes with that negative connotation, you know. It's like when somebody tells you you're obsessed, it's never like, oh, man, like he's so good in school or, oh, this guy really takes care of his family. Like that's usually like, you know, used words like dedicated or like steadfast or something. Would you say but,
4: obsessed is more like, oh, man, he had too many cookies or like, oh, man, he yeah. like likes to take too many drugs?
2: That Yeah, it's like obsessed <laughs> is usually yeah. like – it's usually preceded like you know, like – you know, like, Doug Stanley was obsessed with his co-worker Michelle. When she was found <laughs> brutally murdered, he was the first... Sus- you know, it's like, it's like always oh, that bad word, you know?
0: <laughs> I think Kim is right, too. I think taking too many drugs is, pretty, is bad, too. I, I do thing. agree.
4: Yeah, because, like, would you say obs- obsession and addiction is kind of the same... Thing. Yeah,
0: pretty much, pretty much. Yeah,
4: yes. so like it's,
0: It depends upon how far you go with it, I suppose.
1: See, the funny thing is, is that you guys are talking about it like this, but I was, we had bought a new um, shelf for our games this weekend, and uh, or another shelf, I should say, and I was showing, I had taken a picture of all of our board games, and I was showing somebody at work today, and I said, hey, it's better to have this obsession than to have an obsession or an addiction to drugs that is <laughs> or, some- true. or something else. I'm like, because this lasts. I mean, this is something we can go back to and this lasts forever and, you know, it's continuous and we can continue to, you know, do this and, you know, whatever. And drugs, like, wham, bam, you're done.
4: Like, oh, I need more. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I need more because I just did this and I'm done with this hit or whatever and it's done. And it's funny because I literally was just having this conversation today at work.
4: Well, like the, the thing I have to say, though, um, that actually to us sometimes it does feel like a drug is that so, you know, like like the miniature games that you get. And it's like, OK, I got Arcadia Quest, you know, I like Arcadia Quest. Oh, man. They actually came, uh, they have Malifaux. Oh, I want to play Malifaux. Oh, I actually want to play the Warhammer thing, because that looks actually really cool. And these things keep adding up, and eventually it's going to be like, oh, well, a Katie Quest, I get a Katie Quest. Well, I'm not going to really play that, I'm going to play this other game. And, like, all those games that you've been obsessing about, that you're getting, sometimes it goes into the, oh, when did you play Malifaux? Oh, I haven't played that yet, which we haven't. <laughs> we, we've got it since December and it has not been touched. But I wanted it because I like I like the miniature <laughs> stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's like I really like this set. It's just for some reason I just won't play it for a while. And it's like but I have to get it. Yeah. And it's well, it's really bad.
2: And and what's kind of funny is to tag onto that like the drug analogy, it's almost kind of like like oh my god, dude, check out potion explosion. This game looks awesome. I got to get it. Cool or not, they make the greatest stuff. I, I can't wait to get this game. And then it finally comes and you're like, oh my god, I got potion. Expo- wait a minute. Customers that bought this also got this game? What is that? And it's like, you know, because yeah. it's like, as you're coming down off of that high, you need the next
4: fix. Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> and it's like the with him with uh, worker placement games. Yep. And it's like, <laughs> oh, I got Lords of deep. Oh my god, Captains of Industry. Oh, we just actually got, well, no, I suddenly... Um, Puerto Rico... Yeah, Puerto is someone, Rico... Is
2: not a worker placement, right? No,
4: not really. Not really. But now COG, he saw COG. And it's like, COG is also a worker placement. Oh man, he needs that. And then when that comes out, there's gonna be... <laughs> there's gonna be another worker placement that comes out that he needs. We actually but, picked up another one called March of Ants for five bucks. Even mm-hmm. though I was like, hey, do you want this for five, five bucks? We could've said no and be like, hey, let's just get like another thing of dice or or a, a brand new game. But we're like, no... It's a worker placement. Yeah, I'll give you the five bucks.
2: Drug addict yeah. behavior. <laughs> Justifying the purchase based on the cost. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, and that's what we were doing when we were when we were walking through. We were like, Well, we didn't bring any games today to play when we couldn't get in the other games because everybody had signed up for the those spots. So we should go into the vendor hall and buy games. <laughs> oh, right? Guess who went in the vendor hall and bought games? <laughs> These two sitting yeah. in front of you bought games. I don't know what we bought. I We've, I mean, but back at the hotel, we had paperback because we bought that, by the way. Oh,
2: but did you get we it there bought... or you got it somewhere else?
1: Oh, no, we bought paperback on Amazon. Okay. Okay, cool. But we had paperback sitting in the hotel room. What else did we bring? Tiny
0: Apple Galaxies. Home?
1: And something else. And we could have brought them, but we didn't because we didn't know. So we came, or so we went to the vendor hall and we bought, I don't know, like a shit ton of games, which we didn't even end up opening.
4: Yeah, that happens.
1: When <laughs> P- Patchwork was the only game we ended up opening, and that was on Saturday.
4: Well, so that's the only thing that differentiates between drug users and board game players. Is like sometimes people play a board game, leave it on the shelf, still in its wrap. Meanwhile, drug users were like, "Yeah, here, take this. We uh, take this. Like, you know, um, yeah. what's
2: a drug? Oh my God, uh, heroin. Addicts don't leave just like full yeah, like, needles <laughs> laying around. Yeah, it's like you know what? I'm gonna
4: I'm gonna use this next week. I'll, I'll get together with some people and just do this, or you know, I'll take ecstasy maybe tomorrow. If I don't do it tomorrow, I'll do it another time. That's the only difference yeah. I really think with, <laughs> with that is.
2: I, I don't want to take, I don't want to take the <laughs> wrapping off my downers.
4: Because we we no. actually had. After playing Dragon Dice again, it was like, oh my god! I think we need to buy more packs. So we bought two packs. <laughs> of course we did. So we got we got two things. Um, because it was seven dollars. Usually like normally ten. It was like seven dollars. Okay. Addict behavior
2: two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and also, Alex, <Addict> behavior <laughs> three. No, but this time we're really gonna start playing it for real. Yeah.
4: Yeah. So let's see. Let's see how that goes. And then the next day we were like, you know what? Let's go. Let's go and see what they have at the Dragon Dice thing, even though it's the same exact stuff. I was like, okay, yeah. So let's buy another two, okay. And then the way that the con worked for us is when you play a game, you get points, depending on if you like first, second, or third, or just for a second. And when you add up those points, they give you these pieces of paper with the points on them, and you can purchase stuff with those points.
1: Oh, nice.
4: And we source a uh, dragon dice. Somebody donated a thing of dragon dice, so we were trying to get points for that. 'Cause we were obsessed. <laughs> yeah. And we were so obsessed that it turned out that one of our friends got seven points and he was like, Man, I don't know what to get. Dan was like, Get dragon dice, I'll give you five bucks <laughs> <laughs> And he did. So we got more dragon dice. So the
0: so there's so the one thing that the one thing that Tracy said when we were at Court uh, of the North that kind of made sense and we kind of talked about it as we were walking around we we thought you know usually when i'm around stuff like that and we're making these purchases and stuff like that i'm like oh my god we can't just keep doing this you know you say that in your head but then you see like oh what's that and you're like oh i have to have that you know like one of the vendors they had a bunch of stuff for cut prices and that you know, me and, you know, we've talked about it before. You know, you see something you're like, oh, my God, that's on sale. Of course I want to buy that. You know, like Colt Express, 20 bucks. Oh. Of course I want to buy that. You know. Uh, we
1: didn't buy it. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: Elysium for, you know, $25. Of course I want to have that. Or, you know, 30 or something. You know, it's yeah. just like you see all these deals and you're like, you know, it's like I, I don't necessarily need this right now. It's awesome to see that. But I don't necessarily need it. But we were talking and Tracy had a good point. She's like, well, you know, if you think about it, you see all these people like your friends and your family and stuff like that. And they're like, oh, I'm going on this vacation to Cancun or I am going to we're going to go to the cities and we're going to go stay at this fancy hotel and then go on a fishing trip or something like that. We don't do that kind of stuff usually. (laughs) So we're Mm -hmm. always at home, do you know, living our lives, taking Logan to football or to something he has with school and we don't we're not spending that money. Where you know, if we want to take a fun little trip during the weekend and we want to drive up, buy a hotel, buy a couple games, you know what? Great. Got to think of it more that way and then thinking, you know, like, oh my gosh, we just spent so much money and blah blah blah. It's like sometimes sometimes you got to do some fun things for yourself and I think that whole experience was Mm -hmm. fun because it was like we were able to buy these games that we wouldn't necessarily see in front of us. You know, we're like, I saw, you know, you guys talked about Emotep so much. I was like, oh, my God, they have it here, and it's $5 off. $5 doesn't seem like a lot, but, like, if you, you know, you find it online and it's not that much, well, it's like, oh, it's kind of a cool deal. I have it right now, and then eventually, you know, maybe we could have played it there, but, you know, unfortunately it didn't happen, but...
1: Well, but we wanted to walk around and see other things. Mm -hmm. But, again, back to what you're saying, that's the the thing, is we could save, you know, thousands of dollars or whatever to go to the Bahamas or Jamaica or whatever, which is something that we've never done. But, to be honest with you, I'm okay with that. I mean, I don't want to sit around, I mean... I can sit around in my house and drink a margarita mm-hmm. and play games. <laughs> yeah. Versus sitting, you know, sitting outside playing a game, drinking, and whatever, and not be on a beach.
2: I well, don't know. Here's what you can do. You guys make some margaritas, right? You break out epic, epic resort. That's your trip. Then you start playing Arctic, like a Arctic Bounty, to do your fishing, right? So you got that part of your trip. Then you can play some Agricola, you know, to feel like you're checking out the uh, the farmlands and the countryside out there. And then you play Pandemic to simulate that sick guy that's on the plane on the flight home. Right? Yeah. And this way when you land, it's just fucking chaos. <laughs> yeah, see, it's so, perfect. Yeah. yeah. You well, just had a and... one-week vacation in an afternoon.
1: <laughs> well, that and the fact that even some of the stuff we bought was um, – were items where we were walking around meeting the people that, and it's local. It was local um, gaming creators and things like that, where we could have purchased it on their sites or through their Kickstarters or whatever. But like slapjacks and sasquatches, like
0: Slapjacks, no, flapjacks.
1: <laughs> Slapjacks. <laughs> Fuck. I never remember what it's called. Sometimes I That's want to call awesome. it pancakes and lumberjacks. <laughs> <laughs> whatever. You know, we wouldn't have been able to sit there and play with them and experience the game to know that we liked it because it sounds ridiculous. And until you play it, you don't know. And t- then we sat and played with Taylor and he's like, I hold this game all the time. Taylor doesn't really play board games that much. He's, he's fully admitted it before. You know he's an RPG kind of guy, and that's that. So we've been able to experience that. You know, twenty bucks to them for this game, or twenty-five, or however much it was, and to to be able to support something like in a state right next door to us is cool. Yeah, I don't know what I mean.
0: And uh, you know, it's kind of rolling off of that, like talking about Taylor, that who doesn't really board game that much. You know, we, he said that he loved that game, so then we played it. We we lo- we had thought it was fun, so we bought it so we could play it with Logan. Then we went to this other spot where uh, Taylor said that he would like to try it out. We played this game called Poisoner's Poor, where it's basically a fun little game where you take cards that say either you're fully poisoned, yeah. quarter poisoned, half poisoned, or not poisoned, and then you place cards down, and you can either be poisoned or you... And you put them in uh, spots where there's coins or no coins. And then people decide in order, you know, what they take the cards before they reveal them. And then it, you know, depending upon, you know, how much money you get and how much poison you get, you know, once everyone dies, then you're the last person standing. You win. And Taylor was like, this is cool. And he's like kind of playing. He's like, I got to get it. So then he gets it. We were also.
1: Again, it's local.
0: Yep. And then we saw, when we were looking at the vendor hall, we actually saw Dreamworld by uh, Action Phase Games. This is a game we actually saw at Gen Con in 2015. They actually showed us the art before it even came out. And we're like, this looks amazing, you know, and we kind of had forgotten about it, actually. And then we went there, and it was on sale for, like, $15. bucks. we are like, well, this is something we've been wanting to get for a long time. And we're like, the art is awesome. We look at the back, and we're like, well, we're going to get this. And Taylor's like, I'm going to get one, too. So, you know, on that aspect, it's kind of like, you know, even though, you know, Taylor went there to do more role playing because he's more of a role player. He got to play more board games and and experience more board games, and we were able to help him out with that because of our, our obsession with knowing what things are. You know.
1: Mm-hmm. And we play, we ended up playing Dreamwell. He opened his copy. We played that with him, and it was a pretty cool looking game.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: No, it makes me think of you, Kim. The art does. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why. It's kind of like it's kind of like animals.
2: And
4: is it short?
1: Um, it wasn't very long. There you go. No.
2: There you go. That's what I'm
0: Are saying. you thinking of a short like like no. her? Like she's I, short. I don't know she's how nervous. tall she is. We,
1: we've never seen. We've never met her. I don't, her. Reach, apple pie. I
4: don't reach five feet.
2: You don't reach five feet. Nope. I'm not for, I'm I'm 5'5", five five, so... She has to jump to get the milk off the top <laughs> shelf of the fridge, it's all. I'm not... I,
4: I can't use the top cabinets, so... No.
2: Yeah. So, like, uh... So, you know, as we were saying, like, you know, a lot of times, like, people think obsession, like, this negative connotation. But, you know, one thing we noticed at the con, and you might have had the same experience, too. Like, every third person you meet is like, Oh, yeah, I run a blog, uh, check us out, or... Oh, yeah, you know, I, I tweet about the games we play, follow us on Twitter... Uh, Check our Facebook page. I have a YouTube series. We have a podcast. Uh, We do a a collaboration with these other guys. Like, we we live stream our games. Like, everyone... It seems like, you know, like, 20% of the board gaming hobby is people that are doing this. Mm -hmm. And, you know, at first, you're like, Jesus Christ, another person that wants me to follow them. Another person You know, it's like, you feel like you're being bombarded with ads. But then you kind of realize, all these people love this shit. Like... You know, when the guy's like, oh, you know, I, I got a game coming to Kickstarter, you know, check it out, you know, this and that, you know, you're like, all right, I, I get it, this guy's trying to push, you know, push his game, he wants to feed his family, you know, like this is his, he wants to, you know, get paid for his work, I get that. But then you talk to them about these other games, and you see that...
4: How passionate they are.
2: Yeah, it's not just like he's like, oh man, I'm gonna make a game and get rich, it's like, this guy loves board gaming, and that's why he made one, because he he saw stuff and he's like, you know, this is really cool, but I think I can make it a little better. And it's not <laughs> like that, well, Kurt, this is how you do something properly. Like, it's not like that attitude. <laughs> it's a, it's the, this guy really loves this thing and wanted to actually see it improve for everybody.
4: And you even get the people who do, like, the, the blogs and stuff, YouTube videos, to basically teach people, like, how a game is or, like... Yeah, this game is really good. We've used a game to let pe- more people into the hobby.
0: Or, like, the people that have the podcast, that have the blog, that make the game that everyone loves, you know? It's yeah. just, like, it just, it's, it steamrolls into bigger and better
2: things. So, and, I mean, this is a great time to announce that me and Kurt are going to make Best Buddies Forever, the epic <laughs> board game, coming to Kickstarter in just six months. That
0: sounds like the worst idea ever.
2: Now, if you you support us on Patreon, you're going to get an advanced email to know when the Kickstarter comes out.
0: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I will send you a picture with my thumb in the air because you are the coolest.
2: Anytime you're down, look at that picture. It'll improve your day 15%. (laughs) But... (laughs) There's somebody out there that's like, these assholes stole my idea. But, oh, nice. <laughs> but the thing that I love, though, is like, when you see all these people working together, and it's like, you know, like, we met Cardboard Edison, we met Gaming with Swag, we met, you know, Dr. Finn, and all these people, and you actually see, like, people on their blogs going, we got to meet this, 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 and this, like, this guy was cool for this, this guy's showing us this, this game's coming out soon, and yeah, like, you might see the same information so many times... But this is a hobby where so many people are interested in it that they want to be a part of it.
0: Mm-hmm. Like,
2: they don't want to just play, you know, Letter Tycoon and flapjacks <laughs> and Sasquatches? You got it. Yeah, it's not Slapjacks. <laughs> <You know, or laughs> Slapjacks other... and pancakes, <laughs> yes, whatever. whatever. Slapjacks and pancakes, the RPG. But it's like... <laughs> It's not, you know, they don't, they don't want to just play it. They want to talk about it because they enjoy it so much they want other people to know about it, you know. And it's not like, you know, we, we live in a, a kind of like darker time where people usually sometimes kind of like assume a bad image of things without even really knowing about it. You know, it's like, like, oh, this guy likes that guy? Well, clearly he's an asshole. Oh, you like this band? Well, you don't even know what's cool music. You know, like you see a lot of that nowadays. <laughs> But the thing is, when people are doing these twitters and doing these blogs, it's not just like a self-indulgence. It's that they love the work of Alexander Pfister so much they want people to know. They they saw this you know preview of a Kickstarter coming out, and they're like, "You need to play this. Like everyone needs to know how cool this guy came up with something." He needs. And that's actually something that's to be admired about this, you know, because it's like. You might know a lot of people that like cars, but how many of them are like, I'm going to become a mechanic on the side, mm. you know, or or something like that. Or it's like, oh yeah, you know, like I'm really into politics. I'm going to quit my job and start backing this candidate and like BSPR, you know, like a lot, like board gaming is something where you can do that. Like you can part-time your love of this hobby so much to help promote it to others, mm-hmm. you know? And it's like if you're spreading some joy and you're spreading some good times and like, especially when you go to local cons and you're making like those new friends, you're meeting up with people, you're bumping into familiar faces. That is awesome.
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's just, it's a, it's just way cool. The one, the one thing that, the one thing that I need to be better at and I told, I think I told Tracy this is I got to get better at like telling people about 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 us because like at there i was like oh my god it's undead viking i'm like oh my god it's a couple of the people from uh board game theater i'm like that's awesome and i'm like i'm too chicken shit to talk to them <laughs> I'm like i you know like you don't and also i'm 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 bred where like i don't want to bug too many people you know i just sometimes i just i get too like i don't want to you know really bug anybody you know I mean, I even had to build build up a little bit of courage when I talked to Ben from Floodgate. I was kind of like, "Well, I have a podcast, and I love I love your game, and I'd love to talk to you about this other stuff." And he's like, "Yeah, sure." He's like, he gave me his uh, he gave me the web address, and then he put something in front of it, and he's like, "Here's the hint," and he put something in front of it. And he's like, "This is this is
4: my email." <laughs>
0: I'm like, okay, cool, you know. So it's yeah, good. it's
4: no I'm saying it's, it's actually kind of good that. Uh... You got Dan a part of this now, because he likes to talk to everybody about it. Yeah, so God, it,
0: I can't get Dan to fucking it, shut up. Yeah, right,
4: because, like, D- Dr. F- Dr. Finn, <laughs> he was like, oh, yeah, you know, uh, give me your business card, and, uh, you know, I do the sum of D and the gaming with swag. He's like, yeah, yeah, we'll put you on the show. Like, you know, it's like, he, he's actually, like, a good PR person. <laughs> he does it with <laughs> most anything, too. Like, even Lords of Waterdeep, he's a good PR person for that. Because every time he saw her, he's like, yeah, yeah, To the next person. You should get that. That is an awesome game, and it's at a good price.
2: I'm your hype person, son. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice.
4: Well, and I think
1: you were nervous at first when we were at Gen Con a couple of years ago, trying to promote. But then you you kind of did your thing. Yeah. This time, I think you were just trying to suck it all in. You were fine. Yeah. But but at the same time, like they were playing games, too. Whereas at Gen Con, they were at their, you know, vendor stations and stuff where they were expecting people to come and talk to them.
0: Yeah.
1: So, I don't know. It's all good. Next year will be fine.
0: Oh, yeah, for sure. And and it's funny, too, because... I'm part of two minds too, where like, you know, a lot of me wants a network, but part of me is just like, I just want to go have a life, <laughs> you know, like not, not that, you know, telling people about the podcast isn't awesome. I mean, I love, love that shit to death, but like, also when, you know, when I'm there, I'm like, I just want to play everything and just talk to all these people and have all this fun, you know, and even though we didn't play all the games that we wanted to, we maybe will do it differently next year, like... We totally had a blast, and even mm-hmm. you know, even with what we did.
2: Yeah. Well, I saw on Undead Vikings Twitter. He was like, "I guess Tracy and Kurt are too cool to talk to me." Aww. Yeah, I mean, right. Like, a sad face emoji. And yeah. A picture of you guys backs facing him. <laughs> we were <laughs> sad, bending over. Sad Hulk
0: music playing in the
2: background. <laughs> but yeah, man. I mean, like, like that's the beauty of this thing. And I mean, even though you say like you know, you're always like nervous about that. Even, like, over the last year, like, with how much you're branching out on the improv shows, getting more people on, you know, this is one of the few places that you get to do that. So, you know what? Like, maybe obsession isn't the worst thing, you know? Maybe, like, we're obsessed in the right direction.
4: Yeah, it's Mm -hmm. not like you're telling them, yeah, listen to a podcast. (laughs) Do it now. You're just like, (laughs) hey. How did you know? (laughs) It's like, hey, we have a podcast. You know, if you want us to talk about your game, we're more than happy to. It's not like, yeah, we're going to talk about your game and you're going to like it. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I, I'm yeah. going to start tagging MFG cast on the side of buildings in the city. Yeah, right. The <laughs> <laughs> first time I do it, I get arrested because I'm 41 and out of shape. <laughs> yeah. Cops like freeze. I'm like, yeah, fucking, I'm too tired. Yeah. Man. The you cops aren't even going to know it's us because <laughs> we won't even show them
1: it's from the MFG cast.
2: I have to okay. take the ski mask off because I'm too warm. It's just awful. <laughs> it's like so Why did I cast? eat this shit in July? It's yeah. like a
4: new gang, yeah. is it? Yeah.
2: yeah, he's like, what is MFC gassed? Oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> Before you arrest me, can I fix this?
0: Yeah. They're listening to the MTG cast instead.
2: <laughs> they go up 500% in ratings. Aw. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, like I said, it's, I mean, perfect example, uh, just to show like spreading love, at Gaming Swag Blog on Twitter is Dean and Brad, the Gaming with Swag guys. Cool as shit, so much fun meeting them. And like, if we didn't want to do this stuff, like if we didn't go out to these cons and play all these we games and all met scrap. I would people like that. Yeah. I would have met you, dude. You're awesome. Yeah, <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah you guys are awesome.
2: It's like, you guys are definitely, like, one of the most kick-ass gaming couple I ever met. And it was because of Twitter talking about board games. You know, it's like, who else has that story?
4: Well, I think they're the yeah. actually only gaming couple we actually, like, know No, Like, who else Husband wife? Because
2: everyone else sucks.
0: <laughs> you heard it here first. We're awesome, and everyone else sucks.
2: <laughs> True. So (laughs) like and subscribe. Yeah, no
0: kidding. What I'd like to say, and we kind of, I don't think we hit hit enough on this. Like, we talked about it, but, like, even if you are really introverted and you don't really feel like it, go to, find what's close to you and go to a con because I guarantee you're going to have a lot of fun. There was a lot of people that were there that, um, Some people were very outgoing. Some people had some uh, crowd issues. You know, some people that just had different things. There was different walks of life there. And you know what? People still got through it and got to the games that they wanted to play and had fun. And it, it's just cool to be able to go out there and see, you know, all the different people playing all the different games and just having that camaraderie because I guarantee you all these, all these people that are playing these games and stuff like that, put them in a different setting and they're probably not hanging out. I mean, you know, it's, it's weird to say that, but uh, no, I just, I think that you should just go out there and just experience it because um, you're going to learn a lot of stuff. Like even, you know, even all this, all these episodes of podcasts we've done and, you know, even, you know us being on you know GNU when you guys had that too. You know it's like there's still so much out there and there's still so much to learn and so many more people to meet and stuff like that. And it's just a great experience. You know, get get out of your house and go go have fun for a weekend. You know, it's believe me, it's it's worth it. And most of these t- most of the time, and this is one thing another thing I wanted to touch on which I didn't touch on and we were kind of talking about it. We were talking about going to Gen Con. Well. You know, going to Gen Con costs a lot of money because you have to pay for the hotel, you have to buy it, you have to either drive or fly. And we're thinking about it, and we're like, well, we won't have any more money for games. And we're like, we don't need to buy these games. We could go down there, you know, find our ways to scrap our money together, have this experience, because wherever you go, you're going to be able to play games. You know, bring your games even, because if you're going to meet somebody that you know down there, you can bring your games, play games, they'll have dedicated spots you can go to a hotel you hell you can go to a restaurant or whatever save your money put it on a list say you know i played these five games these are my top five games i played i want these for christmas my birthday hanukkah whatever you celebrate you know and you know you don't necessarily have to spend all your money on these games that you want you know you can put them on a list because the experiences you have in these people that you meet or what's worth it, so go out there and have that fun.
2: And if I can just tack on to like what you were saying, uh, you were mentioning like you know if you're a little shy to get out there and try, if you're a little more outgoing and you see someone that's hesitant or you invite someone to play the game and they're like, oh you know uh, well I'm, I'm not too good at these economic games, just remember three little three little words and just be like, you'll be fine. You know don't like don't make somebody if somebody is a little shy, invite them in worst case scenario if they are the worst person you've ever met you played one game with them and you got a story but you know sometimes that little push will help someone just really enjoy this so much more
0: all right well i think we've spoken on this enough so i think we could wrap it up so for the mfg cast i'm kurt
2: i'm tracy i'm kim and i'm Dan.
0: go out there and play some damn games
3: legends of tabletop podcast creating legends and I am